Sukkot is Man Simchaseinu. The time that we express our happiness. The truth is every Yom There's a mitzvah of Simcha v'Samachta v'Chagecha, but Sukkot even more so. On Sukkot there's a dinner v'Yisa Achsamech. And if the way we celebrate Sukkot is by going to the Sukkot, so this should be an expression of our Simcha. And yet we find an interesting thing. There's a beautiful tefillah some people say before they go into the sukkah. And one of the points you mentioned that tefillah is a bischus tseisim yibesi hachutza in the merits of leaving my house and going out, outside into my sukkah. It should be considered as if I had gone into Golus. As if I had exiled myself. And why are we saying that? Because there's a chazal which is brought down and that is one of the intentions in the sukkah is that if on Yom Kippur a person had been, deci- been de- decided that he needed to go into Golis. He had to suffer exile. So I made the sukkah which is exiling ourselves so to speak from the comforts of our home and going out into the, into the open be considered a kapara which is akin to Golis. Which is a very strange thing to understand. Firstly, why are we not, we're not meant to be looking at the sukkah as a punishment? Or even as something in place of a punishment? And secondly, out of all the possible punishments which Le'aleinu Hashem could decide a person deserves on Yom Kippur, why do we only find this idea that we give something in place of an onish by the idea of a sukkah, by the idea of going into Golis? And how does this add to our Zmansim Chosayinu to think that we're doing this, so to speak, as if in something in place of the punishment we might have deserved? So what does it mean? So really, the principle here I'd like to share with you, which doesn't just apply to Sukkot, but it applies across the Torah, throughout the Torah. Let me start with the story. The the Beisalevi, in his time, was the Rav of Brisk, then part of the Russian Empire. The Basilevi was very active as a Rav, was always interested in trying to help his community, his Tzibur. And uh, any time Rabbonim were too active, too involved, it uh, raised the suspicions of the Russian government. They were always worried about people fermenting unrest or rebellion. And therefore, it happened one time that based on some pretext or other, the Basilevi was thrown into Russian jail. Of course, the, the activists that scored him in town who were close to the Basilevi, so they immediately sprang to action to try and ensure he gets released. There was one particular Askan who was very close to the Basilevi and also spared no effort and was raising funds or speaking to various officials or trying to bribe the police to try and get the best levy released. But that also was looked at suspiciously by the Russian government and he was arrested and thrown into jail as well. He ended up in the same cell as the best levy. Well, that definitely uh, caused the galvanized the community to try and do even more. Now there were two Jews, the best levy and one of the scholars of the town who were both in jail together. It was a double pigeon for him. 
and therefore they tried even harder to try and get them both released. But this Askin, who was now in jail together with the Beis Levi, he managed to send a message back to the Jewish community and said, please, it's okay, don't do anything to get us released. On the contrary, everything is perfect here. Why did he say that? Russian jail was no hotel. Russian jail was very primitive the, and this definitely wasn't a good place to be. The answer is he said, normally, uh, when the Vesalevi is running the city of Brisk, so he's busy from morning to night. And the people lining up to speak to him all day, no one ever has time to gain from his terror learning, to gain from his, his advice. And said, here, I'm stuck in the same cell, the two of us together. I have the Basilevi to myself the whole day long. Nothing else he can do. We're letting Chavrosa all day. So what bigger Ganadin can there be than that? To have the Basilevi to myself all day? It's in Russian jail, but that's fine. I'd rather stay in jail. If it's to be together with the Basilevi, then it's worth it. And the story teaches us a lesson. Because everybody would agree that to be thrown into a Russian jail is a punishment. It's dangerous, there's a level of privation there. But, if it's to be in Russian jail, but that way you get to be a roommate to the Beis Arabi, so then maybe it's a punishment, but it's a punishment which is enjoyable. It's a punishment which a person benefits from. And if this is the case, let's look at a principle which we see many times in the Torah. And that is, sometimes... There are certain things a person needs to do, what Hashem decides a person needs, as a punishment, as a kapara, whatever the case may be. But how we look at those things will depend very much on the circumstances in how we experience it. For example, the two days a year, when there's a din of Inri, we afflict ourselves. We don't eat, we don't drink, we don't wash ourselves, we don't wear normal shoes. The one is Teshabav and the other one is Yom Kippur. But the feeling of Teshabav and Yom Kippur are completely different. On Teshabav we feel we've been punished. On Teshabav we feel that we're, we're suffering. And that's what we meant to feel. Teshabav was a punishment. On Yom Kippur we say we, we have exactly the same restriction. But on Yom Kippur, we feel elevated. Why? It's the same din not to eat, not to drink, not to wear shoes, not to wash oneself. Barachas didn't change. And if it was meant to be a kapara in fasting, then the kapara is by both of them. We fasted. But the difference is the one we felt as a punishment, and therefore, it, so to speak, brings about the atmosphere of Tishabav. And the other one, we feel on the contrary, we've been uplifted. By distancing ourselves from food, from anything physical, we feel more spiritual. We feel more, we feel more connected to Hashem. And that's the case. Yes, we've suffered the inui. Yes, we've afflicted ourselves. But we don't feel, uh, so to speak, as if we've suffered from that affliction. We feel we've been elevated from it and we enjoy it. And we feel inspired by it. And you can even say, like Rabbi Yenna says, we look forward to Yom Kippur. With the suffering, which is meant to be, with the punishments, as if you call it that, 
of the what we have to go through, but we gain so much from it. And why I'm talking about this now on little circus is because I want to show you a tremendous insight that I thought of this year. Unbelievable. And that is, circus is different to the other regarding. Pesach, we're celebrating a nace which was Klayashro's greatness. How Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, Hashem made us into His people. How Kaddish Baruch Hu showed the whole world how He was going to change every nature for us. Shavuos as well. What's more than that Shavuos? We got the Torah. And Hashem sanctified us, and Hashem gave us the Neshama, and Hashem entrusted us with the mission of bringing this world to its shlemus. Of course we're going to celebrate. But if you think about it, what was the celebration for Sukkot? Sukkot that we had Ananiya covered in the Midbar. For 40 years? Rabbi said, let's think about it. That was a punishment. The fact that we were wandering the Midbar means we were in Golos. And the fact that we were there for so long is because it was the Oynish after the sin of the spies. And if that's the case, it's true, we had Ananiya covered. It's true, Hashem looked after us in the Midbar. But we were in Golis. We were wandering from place to place. We didn't have a place to call home. But what's the important point? And that is, the Midbar was a Golis. It was an exile of 40 years. But, it was the most beautiful period of Kal Yisrael. It was the high point of the Jewish people. Why? Because Hashem was with us in Golis. We weren't on our own in the Midbar. We had the Shechina, we had the Mishkan, we had the Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, we were in a prison cell with the Beis Alevi. We were in Godus with Hashem. It might be Godus, it might have all the, all the nature, all the aspects that there are, that an exile has. No source of food, no permanence, no place to call home, being exposed to a hostile climate, which was Godus. But it was a goddess that we grew and we gained from. Why? Because Hashem was with us in that goddess. There's a, one of the kinnas we say on Tishabaf. Highlights this point. It contrasts B'tzaisimi Mitzrayim to B'tzaisimi Rishalayim. When I went out of Egypt, when I left Yerushalayim. Because they were both Golos. We left Egypt to wander 40 years in the desert. We left Yerushalayim also to go into exile. But there was such a difference between them. Leaving Yerushalayim was going into exile. When we say in the period, the Hashem was distant from us. And we felt punished and we felt distanced. And we felt the suffering of Golos. The Mitzrayim, however, when we went out of Mitzrayim and we said the Shechina and the Mishkan and the Ketoris and the Korbanus, we went out with, into Golos with Hashem with us, being led by the Anani Yaakovit. Then that was the Golos which formed Kla Yisrael. It was a high point of the, of, of the Jewish people. 
And that's Sukkot. The concept of Sukkot is we're celebrating Godus. When we were, we're not in Eretz Yisrael, when we were wandering the Midbar, but we had Alani covered. But Hashem was with us. And that transformed something which was otherwise would have been a punishment. Something which otherwise would have been difficult. Something otherwise would have been considered suffering into a reason to make a yomtif. Into a source of celebration. And that's why Klaisha went into Godus. The love that we followed Hashem into the Midbar. Yes, to go to Godus. Yes, to be exiled. And that exile was necessary. For whether it was to refine the Jewish people, or was a certain kind of kapara, whatever the case might have been. The kapara we got. The punishment we went through. But we didn't see it as a punishment. We saw it as a fantastic opportunity. We saw it as a time period which had no rival, no equal in Jewish history. And that's what Sukkot celebrates. As opposed to Pesach, which celebrates the miracles Hashem did for Klai Yisrael. As opposed to Shavuos, which celebrates the mission Hashem gave Klai Yisrael in this world. And the unique position that He gave us for that. Sukkot celebrates the Hanhaga of Hashem. And often Hashem's Hanhaga means sometimes to correct us, to perfect us, sometimes even to punish us. But how are we going to re- relate to that Hanhaga? We can either look at ourselves as being punished and feel the difficulty and feel the distance and feel crushed by that as we do on Tisha B'Av. Or it could be a punishment but if we export the result is that we come closer to Hashem so then it's a source of elevation. We can fast and feel Tisha B'av, we can fast and feel Yom Kippur. We can go into Goddess and feel weighed down with, with tragedy, with sorrow as we did on our way into Babel. Or we can go into Goddess, uplifted by the Shekhinah who is with us like we did when we went into the Midbar. To come back to where we began. That's why we say to Hashem, whatever was Nigdar for us on Yom Kippur, We can either experience it in a way where we feel distanced. We can either experience it in a way where we feel punished. Or we can go through that same decree that Hashem decided for us. But in a way where we feel connected. And the Sukkah is the marshal of that. If we needed to go into Goddess this year, Goddess can be tragic. Goddess can be soul-destroying. If it's a goddess where a person feels distance and he feels being he's punished, goddess can also be going into the sukkah and celebrating Yom Tov there. And the difference is because we remember the goddess that you went to when you went out of Mitzrayim. We remember going into the unknown desert, but with music and song, because Hashem was with us. That brings us to the next point.
We said every Yom Tov is a Simcha. Sukkot is a greater Simcha than all of them. Vayisa Ach Sumech. You should be more happy on Sukkot than any of the other Yom Tovim. And what's the reason for that? This is what David Amech tells us in Tehillim. David Amech can say in Tehillim, Tzara v'yoga in emtza v'shem Hashem ekra. I can find pain, and I can find suffering, and I can find difficulty. But it brings me to call out in Hashem's name. The same David is quoted previously, and that is, I can walk in the gates of Mavis, in the valley of death, but la'ira raki atoi madi. If a person feels HaKadosh Baruch Hu with them, then life is only a simcha. Nothing can seen as a punishment. We can be hungry and not have food, and we can feel Yom Kippur. We can be wandering from face to face, but feel we with the Shekhinah. And this brings me to another point. We know the Shpizin of the first night of Sukkot is Avram Avinu. I want to ask you a question. How would you think? We know Abraham's greatest challenge, his biggest desire, was the Akedah. We know the pain of losing a child probably surpasses nearly any other pain a person can feel. And for Abraham Avinu had waited a hundred years for Yitzhak. He had pinned all his hopes and all his future on Yitzhak. And now he knows he's going to lose Yitzchak. It's probably the most difficult Nisoyen emotionally that a person can suffer, can experience. Abraham was loyal to Hashem. If Hashem tells him, you're going to bring Yitzchak as a sacrifice, Abraham is going to obey. But let's ask a question. How do you think Abraham Avinu felt on his way to the Akedah? He did. He, lo- he was loyal to Hashem. But how do you think he was feeling? Do you think he was feeling the pain and the depression, the sadness of losing his son? Losing everything he had waited for his whole life? Or not? How can we venture to answer such a question? So I'm going to quote to you from the Slichos, or one of the Slichos we said just a few days ago, and I said it's the Medjur. We're talking about the Akedah, and it says, Darsus Ritzenecho Dotsu. A Ditsa is a dance. Did you hear that, Rabbi say? Avram danced to the Akedah. He didn't drag himself there, he didn't force himself to take step after excruciating step. Dotsu, he danced. How can a person see ahead of him such a tremendous tragedy? That's the worst clutter the Torah can give. The combination of all the clutters the Torah threatens us with in Bashki Savi, that you're going to lose your children. Not only that, you'll be the one to kill them. If not that, at least in some other way, so to speak, to be involved in seeing his children die. And here, Avraham Avinu is made to, so to speak, he thinks he's going to suffer exactly that punishment. He's going to be witnessing his, and not only that, but causing his child to die. 
he's going to be shechting Yitzchak. Maybe the biggest owner Hashem could be going through in a person and he's dancing. How can that be? And that's the side we said here. Because he saw the Anan Kashra Lahar. He saw Akadish Baruch Hu was there with him. The Shechina was, so to speak, accompanying every step of the way. And that's the side of Simcha. If a person feels Hashem's with me, so then I'm happy to be in a Russian prison if it's with the Basilevi. I'm happy to be in a Midbar if it's with Anani Yaakov. I'm willing to do anything if I feel Hashem is close. That's the story we learn from the Akedah as well. What otherwise would be a completely crashing tragedy. Because it's seen as a punishment where Hashem wasn't with the person. But when a person feels Hashem's with him, so then it's always a simcha. It's always a simcha. That's the simcha of circus. Circus reminds us of Golos. Circus reminds us of the Jewish people wandering in the midbar for 40 years as a punishment. And it was the most productive, those were the most inspired, those were the greatest years spiritually of the Jewish people. Because we were in the midbar with Hashem. And we don't look back at the, most of, at the years of the desert as years of travail, of years of punishment. Yes, they were years of goddess, but they weren't years of punishment. We look back at it with the Simcha. We were in goddess with Hashem. And that's the, most, that's the mindset we should have when we go into the Sukkah. Was there an exile for us in Yom Kippur? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we should be able to experience it like the Jewish people experienced Goddess in the Midbar. Like we're going to go into our Sukkot tonight, which is beautifully decorated, and eat a Yom Tov meal there, and say, this is how we want to experience Goddess. And that is also Simcha. Because if we can experience with anything, with Hashem, feeling with Hashem is there with us, then it's always going to be a Simcha. Not just, so to speak, when we've been shown miracles. Not just when we're given reward. Even the times when HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes in or something which would be a punishment. But if, if you're with me, there's nothing to be afraid of. On the contrary, everything is just a source of sinful.